I said, let's play a game. Let's make a podcast. Just have that as the intro? Yeah. Okay. All right, well, that was the intro, guys. Welcome what? to Haven't Seen That One. Gotcha. I yeah. got her. Got her live on stream. Uh, uh, we're back for episode... I I keep saying episode every week, but I, I really... Know. I need to keep track. It's nine or ten. I know I it's know. around there. <laughs> uh, this week, we're talking about Spiral, the first new release movie that we've covered in like three weeks, because mm-hmm. the last one we did was Mortal Kombat, yeah. which was end of April. Correct. Correct. So, do you want to start things off with the your week? We'll just we'll get right into it, oh. not wasting time. All right, got a lot Straight to talk. Straight to the point. Yeah. Um. Well, my week was again pretty uneventful. Didn't really do much. Didn't really play a lot of Animal Crossing this week either. Uh, we did go to some yard sales together, which was fun. We uh, did. But you got stuff there. I did not. True. So, yeah. Uh looking forward to this week because i get to quit my job hey yeah you did it so we're just coasting at this point coasting through it gotcha we'll get there that it that for your your yes okay yeah i guess i'll i'll take the garage sale when we get to it Uh, i did want to touch on because i said a little bit about it last week but with resident evil village Mm -hmm. i finished that up pretty quickly i we recorded I think we recorded on Saturday. Saturday. I believe I re- finished it Sunday. Uh, great game. Not going to talk spoilers, just in case you're still making your way through it. Mm-hmm. I'd give it like an 8.5 out of 10 if we're giving numerical ratings. Uh, really great game. Uh, I'm not even super big in a Resident Evil. I never finished 7, and I got uh, RE2 Remake that came out a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I didn't finish that. So this is actually my first Resident Evil game that I finished. Wow. Or no, no, no. Sorry. Um, my buddy and I, mm-hmm. Tyler, big shout outs, mm-hmm. uh, we finished Resident Evil 5 mm. a few months ago. That was my first Resident Evil game. And what a horrible way to jump into the series. Because <laughs> uh, I know you don't know a, a whole lot, and no. I don't either, but I know 4 is great. It's kind of like the pinnacle. Uh-huh. And then 5 and 6 are like schlock. Mm-hmm. Like, and yeah, 5 was just garbage. Cool. It's, nice it's not great but yeah this was my second game i finished obviously it's different with it being first person and all that Mm -hmm. super good recommend it don't want to dwell on it too much because people have talked about it yeah enough at this point if you're interested video game podcast i mean yeah i guess i guess that's true (laughs) i mean i i like to throw in video game stuff i think i have a few things this week actually but yeah for the most part just keep it pretty surface level with video games but yeah good game uh, second, uh, trying to think if I got anything. I got my Hot Toys uh, Batman Beyond. You mm-hmm. saw that. Yeah. It's a cool figure. Looks really good. I'm at that point with collecting where we've run out of room. Mm-hmm. So I just, I look at everything. I'll inspect it, make sure it's not broken, and put it back in. And just, there's piles of shit. Yeah. Just... Apartment living is great. Yeah. So, it's a, it's a great figure. I haven't really been able to to mess with it mm-hmm. a whole lot. I did actually open up a few of those uh, McFarlane Warhammer figures. I showed those to you. Those things are mm-hmm. great. Like, yeah, especially... they do. Did you say, yeah, they do, when I said those things are great? I thought you said they look great. Oh, maybe I did. We'll, uh, we'll rewind. I don't and know. And we'll check that. Who knows? Check the tape. <laughs> but no, like, when you get, like, those Space Marine figures, like, they're chunky. Yeah. Like, for being... Well, I think the one I got, it was the, it's the Blood Angels, Commander, and then I got two of the Battle Sisters. Mm-hmm. 
that one was a Walmart exclusive, so I think it was twenty five. But typically okay. they're twenty bucks. Oh, nice! With how like chunky those figures yeah, are, yeah, they're pretty big. And the uh, the Battle Sisters are super cool too. Mm-hmm. They're a little too top heavy because they have like the the jetpack type things on yeah. their back, and since they're the smaller frame, they can't mm-hmm. like hold that weight very well. But still cool figures. Yeah. And then to jump back to what you had said about the the yard sale, yeah. So we uh, we live in Idaho. And we actually had Idaho's largest yard sale this past weekend. It was only on Saturday, right? Mm -hmm. It didn't go all weekend or anything. So I've actually recently been trying to get into the the video game reselling world. Mm -hmm. And I thought this would be a fun opportunity to try to find some stuff and try to make a bit of a profit. So I went there with 100 bucks. I only spent 40, but I came back with a few comic books. Uh, If you guys know comics, uh, I got the... I think it's the first issue of the the Nightfall story from mm-hmm. Batman, uh, where Bane breaks his back. Right. Kind of like the more iconic. Do you know anything about that story? You've told me, yeah. Do you know, like, how Bane does it? Yeah, he, like, breaks his back over his knee. No, no, yeah. But, like, do you know, like, how it gets to that point? Mm, like, he, com- he comes into Wayne Manor, I believe. Oh like, my he God. just comes out he of nowhere. Yeah, and just breaks his back. All like, right. pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I haven't actually read the story, but yeah. just from osmosis, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I got, I believe it's Spider-Man Unlimited number one. Mm-hmm. It's got a Spider-Man and Carnage on the cover. But it was kind of ironic that I found this because it's the first appearance of Shriek. Mm-hmm. And she's actually in the trailer for Venom 2, yeah. Let There Be Carnage. So she's the, the girl screaming. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll actually talk about the trailer in just a bit once we hop to news. But the last book that I picked up was Iron Man 282. Mm-hmm. And it's actually the first appearance of War Machine. Yeah. I think of the armor itself, not of Rhodey, because, mm-hmm. like, he's his own character, right, obviously, yeah. in War Machine. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, to get, like, the first appearance of yeah. Road, uh, Road Machine, I was going to say. Wow. I combined Rhodey. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, four bucks for the for the yeah. three of those. And I was surprised, because for the most part, a lot of people who live around us are older, boomers, if you will. Mm-hmm. And they were actually bagged and boarded. Which, yeah, if you're not were. familiar, yeah. they're in the that means a comic is in like the plastic baggie and it's mm-hmm. got the cardboard backing to yeah. keep it straight. But they were in like a little rough shape, but still to see that it wasn't just tossed in a box, like pretty cool. So that was four dollars. I remember I went over to the woman running the booth mm-hmm. and I'm like, Oh yeah, like are you running it? And just whatever questions. I was like, How much? And she's like, Well, what are they worth? And I'm like, I don't know. I thought the cup co- hold on. Sorry. Wow. I thought the the covers looked cool. That was a fucking lie. And she's like, oh, okay, well, how about four bucks? And I'm like, that'll work. So that'll work. I didn't, actually, I didn't actually know the prices until uh, after we got back home. But yeah. I think the, the Iron Man by itself is worth like 60 bucks mm-hmm. raw, yeah. like in decent condition. So yeah. not bad for, for that wow. minimal investment. Mm-hmm. And then aside from that, I actually just got uh, a few more video games, uh, mostly PS3. Got a few PSP games. Uh, I got one NES game. Mm-hmm. I got Double Dragon mm-hmm. on the, the NES, which yeah. I've never held an NES game before. Or It was cool because uh, I, I had seen on the back it was dated 1985. Yeah. And that, my mom was 10 years old at that yeah. time. Like, that's crazy. That's crazy. Like, holding a piece of technology like that. Yeah, it's like history at that point. Yeah. So, in total, I spent 40 bucks, and uh, profit-wise, I'll, I'll make roughly, like, 140 Yeah. Like, once I get to that point of selling, but, I mean, great investment just yeah, for, for sure. 
good uh good roi yeah return on investment oh wow getting fancy over here with the acronyms okay. i'm trying okay. trying gotta keep things quick just I like see you just like uh kevin on the office when oh, he's like yeah, yeah, yeah. why do more word when a few word do trick <laughs> ah very true big brain very smart and then uh after like the <clears throat> i'm Wowie. already i'm already losing it I need, right. I need to hydrate after this bit <laughs> um after we did the major yard sale, mm-hmm. we went around to like some smaller local ones, and we basically wasted an hour and a half. We didn't find anything, yeah. but... Well, see, the thing is, is that Kenny here never went yard sailing as a child. I went a few times. I did. My family loves junk. We are a junk family. All right? Like, my dad's in the reselling business. He sells antiques. My grandfather was even more into it than that. I grew up going to yard sales on the weekends. That's that was our that was our family outing every weekend during the summer, yard sales. So I go up to the first yard sale and I'm like, alright, I'm gonna slow down and I'm gonna do a drive by. And Kenny's like, What does that mean? And he's like, just park the car and we'll get out. And so I did. And guess what? It was all furniture, nothing we needed. So we walked up to these people's house glanced around and walked away and i was like now see this is why you have to do the drive by you slow down you have somebody look out to see if there's anything good got to see if the junk is good or not before you make the decision to park and get out of the car so we're teaching him i was really hoping you would say my family loves trash ah that too you said junk but <laughs> trash is way funnier <laughs> we're a trash family yeah but yeah our uh our, I guess, yard sale season mm-hmm. has kind of started already. Oh, just yeah. Just because, like, the weather is the so The weather's great. nice here, so. Yeah. Yeah. That's... I love how it's just sort of, like, an unspoken thing, like, just start selling stuff. Yeah. Because even before, like, you'd think almost, like, a big kickoff event would kind of signify to everybody, like, oh, like, now it's the, mm-hmm. the start. But, like, I know people have been doing yard sales probably since, like, mid-April. Yeah. Yeah, because the weather's nice here. It doesn't mm-hmm. rain too much or anything, so... It's pretty reliable weather to have a yard sale. Absolutely. Uh, that's about it for our weeks, though. Yeah, Did that you was pretty actually? Good. Huh? <laughs> no, 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 I forgot. No, no, so no. Uh, we're doing this because uh, one, we love you guys, and two, because we thought it'd be fun. Uh, we have never seen a Fast and Furious movie oh, before. Oh, God. So, no, no, <laughs> you're not allowed to do that because those movies are great. So obviously, Fast 9 is coming out, mm-hmm. I believe, the end of June. I think yeah. it's the 28th. And we've never... Well, I've seen one and four. Mm-hmm. You have never seen, never seen a Fast and Furious movie. Fast and Furious movie. So we kind of figured now would be a good time to just kind of start catching up and mm-hmm. being ready for that. We almost thought to, uh, like, review them all, but, like, that'd be... That. That'd just be a fucking waste of time, yeah, so... Yeah, and it'd be super boring. <laughs> Within a week, since we've recorded last, we have watched five of the movies. Yeah. And uh, we'll give, like, a quick rundown in a second. I'm going to give my personal ranking. Mm-hmm if you want to give yours yeah so i'm gonna go one five four two three i would agree with that no deviation at no all? i would agree with that yeah i was really excited for tokyo drift guys oh i was really i thought it was gonna be cool thought i was gonna see cool cars what and- asian people are cooler no I wanted to see the lights of Tokyo and that fast car go vroom, vroom, lights go flashy, flashy. Brain goes, mmm. So did you just say Asian people are not cooler? That's not what I meant. Canceled. Stop. Keep going. <laughs> um, 
but it was a shit movie. Tokyo Drift is bad. It was the worst one, and I was so upset. The only reason, I'm sure people have had these conversations over the years, the only reason you need to watch it is to be introduced to Han, who just shows up in four. Four? Yeah, yeah. At the beginning of four. The beginning of four, yeah. Because remember, we thought four was a prequel. Four is so... But then, like, it wasn't a prequel, and... Four isn't a bad movie, it's just confusing as shit within the first half an hour. Yeah, like, for the first hour of the movie, we were like, oh, this is a prequel. I'd say half hour. Uh, Yeah, probably half hour, yeah. Um, We just kept thinking, this is a prequel, and I was like, what? But, what's her name? What was her name? Michelle? Michelle Rodriguez? Yeah. Uh, Letty? Oh, Letty, yeah. I was like, well, she's alive in the other one, so how could she be dead in the prequel? I'm yeah. so confused. Like, I thought it was, like, some weird prequel story for whatever yeah. reason that they would... But no, like, we eventually put together that it was a, a sequel Well, we movie. thought it was a prequel because Han was there. Yeah, because they didn't, like, uh, they didn't sort explain. of do, like... Not even explain, but they didn't give, like, a... A resolution. Three years ago, yeah. or now, or anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they just kind of throw scenes at you in the beginning. Exactly. And you're like, okay, Han's there now? Even though that was a prequel, but then Han does just show up. Yeah, yeah alive and fine. That's when he shows up in 5, though. Because yeah. he's introduced in 4 in the prequel. He's not in the rest of 4. Right. But then that's when he shows up in 5. Yeah. And we don't know why. How Does he's not any sense? How he's not dead. Because in know. Tokyo Drift... He's in the, the car fire, and yeah. the car explodes, but yeah. he's fine. Not even Good. injured. It's fine. It's totally fine. We don't need the explanation. It's all about family and corona, baby. Mia Familia. Mia Familia. But I'm going to give a quick rundown of like what I liked about mm-hmm. them, so I'll start at one. Uh, Fast One is unironically like a great film. Yeah. Like It actually, like it's structured well. There's great characters. It's... It's 2000s as fuck. Oh, early yeah. 2000s yeah. as fuck. Or even late 90s. I, I forget when it come, or came out. But that movie's great. Like, mm-hmm. it's legitimately good. And mm-hmm. it's about racing. It's not about all the crazy shit yeah. that, for example, Fast Five is about. Yeah. Um, we haven't watched any past that, so we'll probably talk about 6, 7, and 8 maybe next week. Mm-hmm. Not sure about uh, Hobbs and Shaw, because... Yeah, I'm we don't sh- have that yeah. on DVD. Or and I'm not sure if... They're streaming anywhere? Because mm-hmm. we had some really fucking weird issues oh, with God. our Blu-ray copies. Yeah. Like when you would uh, hit play for, I believe, all of them, even mm-hmm. Fast Five. <clears throat> the audio would be fine, but whenever the characters were talking, there was no audio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the audio was like totally fucked up on all of these. It would have the background audio, but no action audio and no like dialogue audio. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand. Keep in mind, when we watched, I would say the bulk of these, we were high as shit. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. So the first time when we watched it, like, we were, I thought my PS5 was broken. Well, yeah. We watched, like, ten minutes of the movie before we realized, oh, shit. Why can't we hear anybody talking? Yeah. For sure. (laughs) But I I don't know if it's, like, the formatting of the older discs. Or if just... It's, like, a shitty kind of collection. Like, the the Blu-rays aren't Mm -hmm. well made or whatever, Mm -hmm. but... I have not had any other problems with the PS5 other than that, so nope. I think maybe the discs are just kind of yeah weird. But yeah, one great, two two is fucking weird. Two doesn't feel, make any sense. Two feels like an acid trip. Yeah, like because you got just Paul Walker's character, you yeah. got uh, Brian, and that's the introduction of Roman. And yeah. Roman's great. The two yeah. of them together, like they yeah. they have good chemistry yeah. and everything. 
but the story itself is almost like a spy thriller. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> They're like, hey, you guys, come help the cops. And no Just one, do it. <laughs> no one else from the from Mia Familia is in the movie no. either. There's no Vin. There's no, no. Michelle Rodriguez. Uh, Paul Walker, well, Vin Diesel's sister and Paul Walker's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. She's not, like, nobody else is in it except those two. Yeah. And it, it's such a weird, like, it feels like a like an Elseworlds movie. Like, yeah. you know how with DC they have all their different? Yeah. It feels like that. Well, you at the time had said, like, uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. How the first oh, one yeah. is like, okay, this is the first one. And the second one makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. It's like... A completely different movie. Like, you're like, how does this fit in at all? And that's kind of how I felt about the second Fast and Furious. I was like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Where did all the characters we just met go? <laughs> but yeah, that like, the movie's not bad. It's just strange. No, it's and, like, comparing weird. it with the other five, it, it's just not as strong. Yeah, no. Like, even the villains are not not as good and there was like some weird torture seed with like a, a rat at the bucket like oh the medieval yeah shit. i totally forgot about that that was so weird yeah such strange stuff in that up. movie uh three is garb like absolute Garbo. dark I shit cannot <laughs> i was so bored yeah i was i was high as shit and i was bored as hell i don't know if don't even know his name but main character from that movie if he comes back i don't know i don't know literally the only reason you watch that is to to meet han yeah who's great i think han is probably my yeah. favorite oh i love him uh mia familia character yeah that's just what i'm gonna call mia familia mia familia four is uh, really great too mm-hmm. like i said it's a bit confusing in the beginning and i don't think it holds up quite as well like with the uh one and five specifically mm-hmm. with some of the better movies i can't really remember much of it offhand it's pretty, like, bare bones, I, yeah. like, based off memory. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing really, like, sticks out to you. It's just the, the, because that's the one with the, the murder. Yeah. Yeah. That's when Letty gets killed mm-hmm. or whatever. And. Then they try to get into the. the Mexico? Yeah, like, into the group that she was working for. That mm-hmm. Like, they're the ones that killed her. They, the, the rest of Mia Familia. <laughs> try to get into the group uh so that they can kill the people that killed letty and that's it that's all that, that happens was, <laughs> and paul walker was in the fbi now even though yeah. in the second movie he was working with the cops again but he kind of betrayed them mm-hmm. but he still did fine enough to be promoted to the fbi yeah. But then he leaves anyway. Like, why would you ever... I don't know. It doesn't make any hire sense. ...hire somebody well, yeah. or employ somebody like yeah. that in, like, the fucking FBI? <laughs> yeah. Even when you have the track record right. of doing that, why would you... I don't know, man. Like, they should have found him, like, uh, scribbling, like, parking tickets. Yeah. In, like, the... Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, for him to be in the FBI makes no it sense. It didn't make any sense. I was so confused. And then Fast Five is great. Yeah. Like, that's kind of when, like, it starts getting schlocky, like, you... You got your Dwayne Johnson introduced, but like that movie is good. Like it's still good, it is. but I, I separate one and five because one is like an actual good movie. Mm-hmm. Five is good because it's ridiculous, yes. but yeah. it's not like shitty. It's not no. so bad. It's good. It's legitimately no. a good movie. Yeah. So it's kind of like our basic ranking for them mm-hmm. just for now. As of now. Yeah. Like I said, we'll probably talk about, I'm trying to remember their names because it's fast no it's not because fast five i think it's fast and furious six mm-hmm. 
fat fuck this is hard i don't know i, I think it's literally don't fate know. of the furious and then furious eight or fasting it's hard I it's really know. difficult i don't know i guess that's about it for our weeks yeah just to, to sum it up cool so we will transition over to news now it's the news starting things off so wholesomely oh jim carrey Okay. He's in Vancouver currently, or he was, because I believe uh, shooting actually wrapped on Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Right. He was Dr. Robotnik. He wanted to show his appreciation for the crew's hard work by holding a raffle Mm -hmm. for for everybody who worked on the set. The grand prize was a Chevy Blazer RS, which retails for approximately 40 grand. Mm -hmm. So the winner, who was actually picked uh, last Friday... Uh, was actually a grip on set. I think grip are like the people who hold the the microphones. Yeah. But I just thought that was... Yeah, that's nice. Super wholesome. Yeah. Good for them. Good for them good for working. For, good for Jim Carrey for supporting people behind the scenes. Speaking of supporting people behind the scenes... <gasps> I made the transition. Right? No, it's the opposite. Oh. Because we're talking about Joss Whedon. Just for a second. Again? Just, just for a second. Ah. Don't do that. Um, little thing came out last week. Uh, Gal Gadot confirms, actually, pause, Gal Gadot was in the Fast and Furious movies. She was. Which it was uh, cool to, to see her being someone other than Wonder Woman. Because yeah. I haven't seen her acting in any other capacity. No. Okay, sidebar over. <laughs> she confirms that Joss Whedon threatened her on the set of Justice League, and her quote was, he threatened my career and told me that if I did something, he'll make sure my career will be miserable and I just took care of it on the spot. I mean, she she definitely had a enough of like uh, a repertoire, I guess mm-hmm. I should say. Like she's a bigger name, yeah, and she was able to take care of something. But someone like Ray Fisher right. doesn't exactly have that power yet. Exactly. So. Anything? What to... a trash man! That's all I have to say. That's it. I don't want to waste any more of my energy on it. Just uh, just something little that I thought was important going to monday the first trailer for venom let there be carnage came out ah uh, yes that movie is going to come out on september 24th in theaters mm-hmm. so what did you think of the trailer uh i thought it was good now you and i both liked the first movie a lot of people yes. didn't but we liked it because it was schlocky mm-hmm. and the second movie looks exactly the same and i am excited for it i want to see venom <laughs> just doing random ass shit like singing while he's making breakfast it makes absolutely no sense and i fucking love it i know like he really has like such a, a wholesome personality personality yeah it seems like and i remember from the the first movie like one of the biggest memes was venom saying i was like the biggest loser on my home yeah. world type thing and it's just exactly. two losers together yeah. but he's great he has a lot of personality yeah. coming through um woody harrelson seems okay and not we'll see i'm not saying he's woody harrelson like he's just being whatever but like it's it's not really standout-ish at this moment no i think of like carnage or cletus cassidy more so as like manic Mm -hmm. like really like like jittery and serial killer yeah so he just seems a little too like uh calm calm to me well, I guess serial killers can be calm, though. They can be. But just basing it off of, like, the comics and yeah. the old uh, cartoon and stuff yeah. like that. I think it would be better if he was just, like, over-the-top crazy. I maybe, think it would match the energy of the movie. Maybe he'll get to that point once he has That's symbiote, true. though. It might yeah. kind of, like, amplify yeah. that, that amplify part of him. It, yeah. 
I like the uh, design for Carnage. We don't see like a whole lot of it. We do see some of the red, and mm-hmm. we can see that he's more slender. Yeah, which he's supposed to be. He's right. not supposed to be as uh, beefy as Venom. Yeah, but his uh, his the cut of his jib is is really good. I think it looks good. I'm excited cut to of see his jib. I like the cut of his jib. <laughs> Okay. I want to see him more in the the light, though, so yeah. we can kind of appreciate the full. Because I know a lot of people, when he was first shown at the end of the trailer, say it doesn't look like Carnage, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. And then when the, after the trailer, the Funko Pops got revealed, yeah. and they show Carnage more, obviously, because right. he's not under the mood lighting. And mm-hmm. people are saying, yeah, he looks great. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's hard to tell the coloring and his yeah. full body thing when you get a second of him in the trailer. Because right. you get... Him doing the scream and, mm-hmm. like, everything's freaking out. And then when he's kind of, like, standing on, like, his, his yeah. spider-like legs. Yeah. Kind of seems like. And to keep in the trend of Venom 2, director Andy Serkis. Do you know Andy Serkis? No. Oh. He was Claw in Black Panther, which you haven't seen Black Panther, no. I'm not realizing. But he's <laughs> uh, mostly known for doing motion capture for, for Gollum. Okay. He did motion capture for Caesar from the Planet of the Apes movies. Okay. So I think this is his first time directing. I could be wrong, though. Okay. But uh, he actually said that Venom takes place in its own world and uh, Venom is unaware of Spider-Man. Okay. His specific quote is, The Venom story is his own world. There are nods and little moments, like the shot of the newspaper, the Daily Bugle, of course. But on the whole, he's unaware. Okay. And uh, when I first saw this news bit, um, I just... I remember commenting the meme of, you know, the fish from Spongebob looking around. Oh, yeah. That's just Venom because he just, he can't find Spider-Man. Where's Spider-Man? He's just unaware. Where's Spider-Man? Just kind of a weird, like, wording to use, well, I guess, yeah, is that he's unaware. I also understand, like, where they're coming from, though, well, because, yeah. like, it's a different, because Sony still does the Venom stuff. They're correct? doing Sony, or they're doing Sony. They're doing Venom. They're doing Morbius. Right, so, like, else. it's not crossed paths with the, the current Spider-Man yet. Um, so, I, I think that it's good to have that separation, like, publicly, so that people don't get their panties in a bunch, yeah. as they do. I mean, we knew that from the first movie still, and we I would assume that the, the trend would carry over personally. Yeah. But, yeah, you're right, some people... Some people are dum-dums, so... Are a little bit more grabby for that kind of stuff. <laughs> So this next bit, uh, I want your opinion on. Oh, okay. So I had kind of teased to you, yes, Rebecca, that, that is I. there was some casting this week for Knives Out 2. Oh, correct. And the yes. way that it was structured was there were reveals Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Thursday. Uh-huh. Do you want me to give them all out at once, or do you want me to sparse them out? This is up to you. Well, do you want my opinion on each person? I'm going to list all the Am people. Am I going to know all the people? Yeah. Like, right off the top of my head? Uh, Three of the four. Okay. I mean, it's Knives Out. You remember the first one? Yeah. Uh, we've seen the first one. We haven't talked about it yet. Movie's great. Yeah. But star-studded cast. Yeah. So, yeah, it's the same trend. Okay, just do them one at a time, then. What do you... Tell me one person at a time and let me react. I know, but my question was, do you you want me to give you all of them now or sparse them out in between the rest of the news? Because they were daily. I organized the news daily. No, I want them all now. Okay. That was my question. Okay. Thank you for finally answering it. (laughs) The first casting. Dave Bautista. Oh, I know him. You know him. He's a wrestler. He's an actor. I thought he was a wrestler. Yes, but he's more so an actor. (laughs) You really confused me. Oh my God. (laughs) 
I really, um, actually, next week, Army of the Dead is going to be the first time we're seeing him acting. Because oh, I know one yeah. of his uh, bigger roles that people kind of commended him for was his brief role in uh, Blade Runner 2049. Oh, okay. But we didn't watch that. We didn't watch that. I haven't seen Blade Runner. You haven't seen Blade no. Runner. And we haven't seen the new one. No. So I loved uh, Denis Villeneuve, though. That's the director. Okay. Come on. We've been over this. Prisoners. Oh, okay. Arrival. Yes. yes. Okay. Got it. Yes. Jesus fuck. He's doing Dune, <laughs> which comes out at the end of the yes, year. Yes. Okay. I don't... Do you just expect me to remember random people's names just off the top of my head? I think I can been... do that with serial killers. I can't do that with actors, directors. Okay. We have different brains. Yeah, physically, that's correct. <laughs> so you want the next one now? Yes. Uh, the next casting, which happened on Tuesday, mm-hmm. Edward Norton was cast. Come on, you have to know Edward Norton. Ed Norton. It sounds familiar, but all I can think of is, like, the Norton security thing for computers. What the fuck is wrong <laughs> with you? Know. Who is he? Fight Club. He was also the first Hulk in The Incredible Hulk from 2008. I didn't watch that. Still, you don't know Fight Club, at least. I don't think we've watched that either. You've never, but in general, you've never seen Fight Club. No. Did you watch Birdman with me? He was in Birdman. I don't remember. Oh my fucking lord! <laughs> All right, we're just moving on. Sorry about this garbage content for the week. This one I'm unfamiliar with, so you definitely are going to be <laughs> slackjaw when I throw this one out there. Uh, Janelle Monae. Has oh, been I know cast. her. Are you fucking kidding no, me? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Has been cast in Knives Out 2. Uh, we are actually familiar with her. For the most part, she is a singer-songwriter with eight Grammy Award nominations, which mm-hmm. I wanted to address. But if you remember the movie Moonlight, mm-hmm. she's the woman that our main character talked to. Remember, he would go over to her house and talk with her and Mahershala Ali. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was her. Okay. She was a good uh, actor from what I remember. Nice. We haven't seen Moonlight since, like... I think it's... it came out 2016, so yeah. maybe like 2017-ish. Yeah. I really want to watch that again. We'll probably uh, review that at some point. And our last casting, which you should be familiar with, Catherine Hahn has been cast in Knives Out 2. Stop picking the table. Can you... Over here. I don't know who that is. She was Agatha in WandaVision. Oh, okay. I know who that is. So you were one for four. I, I gave you too much credit. <laughs> I'm I, trying to tell you. I, I forgot. You know you're... all these names off the top of your head. I do not. I recognize people's faces when I see them, but I cannot for the life of me remember their names. Well, sounds like a you thing. Yeah, it does. But you, you're making it a me thing. Mm. Well, you should. I was totally fine living my life this way. And now you're causing problems. Blissfully unaware. <laughs> I know. That's how you like to live your life. <laughs> I'm like Venom. Blissfully unaware. Yeah. Venom's way cooler than you. Wow, Speaking of thanks. superheroes, Margot Robbie says that I know she... who that is. What has she been in other than Birds of Prey and Suicide Squad? We've seen her in other things. We have. What has she been I in? I don't know the movies off the top of my Come head, on. but you I had... know. No, no. You had to interject. Come on. <laughs> what do you got for me, big guy? <laughs> nothing. Nothing? No. Then keep it nothing over there, all right? At that side of the table. We'll keep it at nothing until you're called on. Okay, I'll raise my hand next time. Title of the podcast might be Keep It Nothing. (laughs) Do not spit water. Then stop talking. 
I need I need to continue the news. <laughs> Can I continue? All right, go ahead. Oh, thanks for the chicken permission. Yeah, sure, go ahead. Chicken. You know, like the uh, the meme where it's like the chicken parmesan, but you like you know, like with the the bone apple teeth. Oh yeah. Chicken permission. Yeah. Chicken sure. parmesan. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Margot Robbie uh-huh. says that she has asked WB to introduce Poison Ivy into the DCEU yes. multiple times. Her quote, uh, trust me, I chew their ear off about it all the time. They must be sick of hearing about it, but I'm like, Poison Ivy, Poison Ivy. Come on, let's do it. I'm very keen to see a Harley-Poison Ivy relationship on mm-hmm. screen. It'd be so fun, so I'll keep pestering them. Don't worry. She did not specify if she means it more with like the harley quinn show and like the current comics where it's like a relationship thing or just like friendship right but still i mean why we haven't gotten a poison ivy yet why she wasn't introduced in uh birds of prey yeah i I thought it was strange they didn't introduce her in that but i love poison ivy and harley quinn together so absolutely especially the tv show yeah once they no we won't spoil but wholesome Wholesome, beautiful gay as hell i love it (laughs) Uh, our next bit of news, I'm actually c- going to combine two because we have two uh, bits of news that are very similar. And okay. they're different, but they're similar. Uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, commonly known as Lord and Miller, who have done the Lego movies. I believe they did one and two, at the very least one. Mm-hmm. And I believe they directed for Into the Spider-Verse. Okay. They are set to direct, uh, this is the title of the movie, The Premonition, A Pandemic Story, which is a film about the early days of COVID-19 and the U.S. heroes who try to warn against underestimating the virus. Why do we need COVID movies? I I don't know. Um, I mean, props to them. They've done good work in the past, but I don't want to see that movie. Like, I'm sorry, but <laughs> I lived through COVID. I was an essential worker from the beginning. I don't want to watch a movie about how I had to live my life. I don't know. <laughs> no, for sure. I, I, I totally... think it'll be good, like, later on for, like, educational purposes, you know, to, like, look back and reflect, possibly, depending on how the movie is. But, like, we're still going through the pandemic right now. So, like, it's kind of hard to be like, yeah, I want to watch a movie about what happened to our entire lives a year ago. Like, personally, um, and I'm not trying to say this in a negative way but it almost reminds me of like you know how there's like black exploitation movies yeah where it's like black mm-hmm. people are just yeah. suffering and there's still current media that does right. shit like yeah. that it just reminds me of that it's yeah. just like why do we need to yeah, see why do we need it? anything about this like yeah. it happened but we don't need to right give it more attention but no to continue with the trend mm-hmm. uh james mcavoy who we are familiar with mm-hmm. and uh sharon horgan who i'm not familiar with Star in Stephen Daldry's Together. The film follows a couple who are forced to reevaluate themselves and their relationship during the entire UK COVID-19 lockdown. Mm. So in one week, we got confirmation that two COVID movies are happening. Wonderful. Not excited for that. I, I just, just don't. plain and simple. I, I don't think that's... I mean, like, the same week, though. I feel like that's yeah. strange. And I, I don't know. I feel like it's it's too soon. Too soon. Yeah. Hashtag. Hashtag too soon for COVID movies. Speaking of too soon, yeah, we'll see. I don't want this to be news, but it turned into news because of who this person is. Okay. So Donald Glover, 
okay. Commonly known as childish I, I Gambino. I'm saying for the audience. Commonly known Listen, as childish Gambino. If I know who Donald Glover is, everybody else knows too. And you if know, you don't, fuck you. <laughs> you know, maybe the same person thought that when I talked about Edward Norton, and then you're over here licking your elbow, and you're like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know who that is. Shut up. But, but check this out. Donald Glover tweeted about how TV shows don't take risks anymore. And I have the tweets here because, I don't know, like, I like him, good mm-hmm. music, all that shit. I just feel like he, he gives off the vibe of pretentious sometimes. Uh, yeah, like, he's yeah. very... I know a few weeks ago, we didn't report on this, but he posted one of those uh, Twitter videos. Not like the the fleets, but it was kind of like a quick video, and he mm. was like... Hey, I'll answer like three questions. I have time, whatever. And he did videos for three of the questions mm-hmm. and then he deleted everything. Like if you go to his Twitter, there's nothing there. Oh, he's like one of those. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't know if these tweets are still up there. Uh-huh. This actually happened on Tuesday, but I, I want to address that before we actually get into the tweets. So let me pull those up right about now. Stall for me. I don't know. Okay. How. We're good. Okay. i did that on purpose so these were his three tweets and i'll separate them and say that uh saw people on here having a discussion about how tired they were of reviewing boring stuff in parentheses tv and film that's one tweet second tweet we're getting boring stuff and not even experimental mistakes question mark in parentheses because people are afraid of getting canceled next tweet so they feel like they can only experiment with aesthetic and then parentheses. Also because some of them know they're not that good. So those were his tweets. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting because the way that I immediately took it was, yeah, people don't really take risks anymore when it comes to anything. Right. Like the story that they want to talk about, anything yeah. like that. And when you're making a TV show, like you don't want to make something that it's like this crazy outlandish idea and then you're canceled right away. You right. want to kind of work with something that's safe. Yeah. And same with a movie. Like you might have this great crazy idea, but like if you don't attract the attention of like these larger studios, it's mm-hmm. not going to get picked up or anything. Right. Twitter being Twitter and people being people, they immediately thought he was talking about people themselves getting canceled. When we have to remember way back in the day, you know, a few years ago, when you said something got canceled, it's because, like, a studio decided, hey, we're not going to fund that anymore. Right. So then it got pulled off the air or it stopped receiving funding if it was a movie. Yeah. But people thought that he was saying people are afraid of getting canceled by being experimental, but canceled as in, like, they're being shitty or whatever. Thoughts? I didn't take it that way. I I don't think that it would be. I guess... mm, I guess I could see it as that way, but that's clearly not what he's talking about. I don't know. Like, he's talking about TV shows and, like, not taking risks because you think that you're going to get canceled. Like, I don't understand... Yeah. I feel like people... I don't equate it to, to canceling people. I feel like people are hardwired now to just kind of assume mm-hmm. that... That that's what that means. That Yeah. That yeah. we have to find, like, the most negative way of looking right. at stuff possible. Yeah. So it's... I don't know. I think it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, but... I, I think it is, too. I mean, that's... It's one of those things that could be misunderstood just because, like, we've started using the word, like, cancel as kind of like a, like a slang word yeah. to mean something else when 
since before the past few years, it's meant something completely different. So I guess it's just like depending on the audience, depending on the person who reads it, but I don't think that he was talking about people. I see it more as like the studios making the decisions to cancel something because it's not going to get good reviews or whatever. Well, I mean, even if you compare like his show Atlanta, yeah, like it's it's different. Well, yeah, exactly. You know, like he does take risks with some yeah. of the because I, I forget offhand like what his hand is in it instead right. of like instead of just like helping it right like, with, i don't know if he's directing a lot of the episodes yeah. or anything like that but like you can tell it like it has more to say than just right surface level right exactly whatever which a lot of tv shows nowadays do like it's just surface level that's it speaking of stuff that is not surface level i'm Ooh. really excited about this so regina king is set to direct the movie bitter root comic fans probably are familiar with this, especially if you keep up with indie stuff. But uh, we'll get back to that in a second. She will produce the film adaptation alongside Ryan Coogler, who's known for directing Black Panther. Mm -hmm. uh, he's actually going to be producer on it. She's directing it. They're okay. just producing it together, you know. Um, so for people who are not familiar with what the comic is about, it is set during the Harlem Renaissance, and the story follows a family of once great monster hunters who face an evil that descends upon New York. And it's like a primarily, it's a, an all black family and they mm -hmm. were all monster hunters and type thing. I read the first issue and it's great. It's, mm. it's some really good stuff. I don't, I don't remember if I read it or not. Okay. Uh, well, are you I, asking for, what are you I asking for? I thought maybe you would remember if I read it. I would remember if you read it. Do you know how fucked in the head that oh, sentence sounds? <laughs> I just remember the first issue. It was about, uh, there was, I, I forget the characters names cause it's been over a year. There was the uh, the younger boy who was getting trained by like the the bigger guy with like the beard, mm -hmm. and they were on like a rooftop, and I think that was about it for for like the first issue. Okay, maybe I didn't read it. You probably just told me about it. It's possible, but I think that's great. Yeah, I mean, especially for it to be a movie. Like I I really I didn't hear too much about it aside from the initial. This is a good book. Read this book. I read uh -huh. the first issue. I just. At the time last year when I got into comics, there was just so much. Like, there yeah. was... I couldn't keep up with everything. Our next bit of news. No good transition. Apologies. Uh, FXX, which I don't think it was FX. So, this is FXX. Okay. Just so we... Whatever that is. Clarify. It's a TV thing. Uh, okay. Picked up Dan Harmon's uh, new show, Little Demon, which is an animated series starring Danny DeVito and Aubrey Plaza. <laughs> okay <laughs> so the devil and the mother of his child are locked in a hellish custody battle for their antichrist daughter's soul okay i'm into this do you know who dan Harmon is too uh yeah yeah okay i think that sounds great it does sound pretty good actually that might be something almost like a um like an apple plus type thing maybe it's like a right. streaming service you know how fx is a thing yeah. maybe xx is yeah. their streaming service right not familiar but i thought that sounded cool it does sound cool. I'm into it. I'm so, into anything with Danny DeVito. Anything. <laughs> anything. This will be quick. Uh, I just wanted to address that the first trailer for the Forever Purge came out. The movie will come out July 2nd. Oh, yeah. Uh, we were actually going to watch this to, to prep for the podcast, but it came on before Spiral. Mm -hmm. So we, we got to it see it. the theaters. 
Have you seen any of The Purge? I saw like the first and second one. And then oh, you I saw the second one? I stopped watching after that. Okay. Because I saw the first one with uh, Ethan Hawke. I think Ethan Hawke was in the first one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, after that, I, I didn't keep track. I yeah. think this is the fourth or fifth movie. Yeah, there's been a lot of them. I just wanted to address it because I know like the whole gimmick is that, oh, The Purge doesn't end. It's just going to keep going. But mm-hmm. it's like, that's literally the opposite of what The yeah. Purge is about. It's just like anarchy, it looks like. But it, cause it was like, it was cool when it was first introduced. Cause like you get one well, night right. of yeah, doing whatever like you this, want. Like cool concept. Like, whoa, what if that really happened? Yeah. But then you just turn it to, whoa, what if people killed? And it's like, well, well, yeah, but yeah, that's not, it just seems like, I don't know, kind of like a doomsday type movie where just complete anarchy has taken hold. If you're into that. Speaking of complete anarchy. Whoa. Emily Blunt hates superhero movies and stop asking her about them. Do you know who Emily Blunt is? Yeah, I, I recognize the name. Okay, good enough. Emily Blunt was recently on the Howard Stern Show for A Quiet Place 2, because that comes out in a few weeks, mm-hmm. and said that she isn't interested in playing Sue Storm in a Fantastic Four reboot. Oh, right, because they wanted her and John, John Krasinski. Because they're married together. in real life, right. and they yep. do okay. visually kind of look like the, the two characters. Right. I noticed a lot of fan casting is, hey, that actor looks like this person. Mm-hmm. But uh, to go on to her quote, but I don't know, sorry, but I don't know if superhero movies are for me. They're not up my alley. I don't like them. I really don't. Uh, And then she goes on to say, we are inundated. It's not only all the movies, it's the endless TV shows as well. It's not to say that I never want to play one. It would just have to be something so cool and a really cool character and then I'd be interested. See, a lot of people were saying how like, you know, she's just... I mean, so many Marvel actors have said, like, oh, no, I'm not doing this, and then mm-hmm. they're doing this. But, like, she literally says, there's too much of it, and yeah. it's, like, obnoxious. So yeah. I feel like, if anything, she's probably being honest here. Yeah, I mean, and good for her, honestly. If you don't want to do something, then don't then do not do it. Yeah. Don't I be mean, pressured into doing it, you know? Well, that's the thing. We don't even know if Marvel talked to her. Well, right. It's just fan casting pressure exactly. type exactly. things. So maybe she passed on it. Right. I mean, we don't know. Yeah, exactly. So that's good for her for, like, stating her opinion, though. And this is just going to be a little quick thing. We just got to address our king, Robert Pattinson. He turned 35 on Thursday. He's 35? 35. He is uh just bare- right around 10 years older than us. Damn. Round of applause. Robert Pattinson. <laughs> He's playing Batman, I guess. Uh, speaking of great people, uh, Bong Joon-ho is set to direct a Korean Korean CGI animated film, which is described as a deep sea adventure. The story will reportedly follow an an invertebrate deep sea fish who believes he's suffering from spinal disc herniation. Hell yeah! This movie sounds wild. I love Bong Joon-ho. A fish? Yeah, a fish. I need to see that now. Absolutely. He can't miss. No. Uh, I actually showed you these pictures earlier in the week, but PlayStation mm-hmm. announced two new colors for oh, the PS5 right. controllers. Mm-hmm. They have Cosmic Red and Midnight Black. Yes. I am getting Cosmic Red. Yes. I hate that controllers are $75. But yeah, that's kind of dumb. But I want a know. new controller because I want to play uh, It Takes Two with you at some point. Oh, yeah. Because that game looks good. Right. Right. Right-ho. To double back on Emily Blunt quick, 
Jungle Cruise will release in theaters and on Disney Plus Premier Access on July 30th. I totally forgot about that movie until you just said Jungle Cruise. You know, I, I saw so many people saying, I thought that just came out and like nobody talked yeah, about nobody it. Yeah, nobody talked about it. But no, that still hasn't okay. come out yet. And uh, I threw this in here. It's not really news in any regard, but I thought it was wholesome. And I like the angle from which he's coming from. Mm-hmm. So Variety recently spoke with Jaden Smith, mm-hmm. who everybody is familiar with. But pause on this. He makes great music. Yeah, okay. He, he recently had the song, uh, is it on my own in the Spider-Man Miles Morales game? The mm-hmm. one he did with Kid Cudi? Mm-hmm. Cinema. That song's fantastic. Anyway. He's opening a restaurant to feed unhoused people in Los Angeles. And this is his quote. And this is why I really like it. If you're not homeless, not only do you have to pay, but you have to pay for more than the food's worth so that you can pay for the person behind you. Hell yeah. I'm on board with this. Yeah. I was kind of bummed because I saw so many people saying this sounds stupid or this isn't going to work out. But it's like he's trying to make like a positive impact and he doesn't want you showing up there just because, hey, this is Jaden Smith's restaurant. I can get food there. Mm -hmm. Like he's literally trying to like make a difference exactly that yeah i feel like he always has like tried to do positive things for people people always just thought he was weird i'm not super familiar with like some of the other stuff that he's done i know like years ago he would say like weird shit on like twitter or Mm -hmm. instagram or something and like he was like one of those Mm -hmm. types but i mean this is great you got the platform for Mm -hmm. it well exactly yeah he's using his money and his platform for something good absolutely so and again he makes great music yeah go check him out on spotify i like the song i think it's on my own and mm-hmm. goku goku's mm-hmm. great next bit of news this is kind of random but cool i thought it was interesting to talk about uh netflix actually revealed our next japan set action thriller by them it's called kate and it stars mary elizabeth winstead who you may know from birds of prey she was what was her character? Because remember, it was Harley um, Montoya, who was the cop, Black Canary, and then... Oh, she was Huntress. Yeah. Yeah, she was in that, and she was also in uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So Mary Elizabeth Winstead. She's uh, going to play a killer that gets poisoned. And the synopsis is... Kate is a ruthless assassin who is on a job in Tokyo and she gets poisoned. She finds out she has 24 hours to live before the poison kills her. So she sets out on a mission to find out who poisoned her and kill them before she dies. And this will be coming out in fall of 2021. Okay. Just thought it sounded cool. Sounds interesting. Yeah. Hold on. Uh, cover for me. I fucked up. Some, 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 whew. Sometimes I try to like mash the uh the check mark button next to my notes. Oh yeah. And it'll like copy and paste like the last picture that I had cuz I'm I'm like mashing. Oh my god. So it just pulled up my uh my wallpaper in the notes really quick. Just let me uh take that out. Big Got two bits left. Our king, our lord and savior Zack Snyder, mm-hmm. had an interview talking about Army of the Dead because right. that comes out well. I was going to say it comes out this week, but it actually came out in theaters on the 14th. It did? I thought I told you that, yeah. Oh. Okay. I was going to say, if we were smart, we should have doubled up and like yeah. did one podcast on two movies. Yeah. That would have been like three hours long, uh, though. Boring. Uh, <laughs> I really want to see this movie, actually. Yeah, it's the too. one I'm most looking forward to in May. Me too. He actually explained some of the difficulties he had about working on the Snyder Cut with Warner Brothers. Yeah. So this is just some more WB shit talk. I just wanted to throw it in. 
Uh, his quote, WB still tortured me the whole time for whatever reason. They can't help it. I don't know why. Or, sorry. I don't know why I'm such a fucking pain in their ass because I'm not trying to be, honestly. <laughs> I'm not trying to be a pain in the ass, guys. Come on. And I believe him. And I love it. I just want to... There's yeah. no follow-up for this. Mm-hmm. I just thought people have still been asking him about WB shit. Right. and like, Because he's done. Mm-hmm. Like, he's obviously yeah. done with them, unfortunately. They just don't like money. And to end things off on the best way we possibly can, we get information on Robert Eggers' new movie, The Northman. You're not familiar with the name because you're staring at me blank. He is the director for The Vavitch and The Lighthouse. Okay. His new movie is going to be coming out April 8th of 2022. Wow. And for right now, all we know is that, that it stars Anya Taylor-Joy. Who was in the Vavitch? Mm-hmm. She was the main girl. Okay. Who turns into a Vavitch? Uh, Ethan Hawke, Willem Dafoe, Nicole Kidman, Alexander Skarsgård, and uh, Bjork. Okay. And the main film—it's—it's it's like a Viking revenge movie. Okay. So the film explores how far a Viking prince will go to seek justice for his murdered father. All right, I'm into that. I like Vikings. So uh, Robert Eggers is a big uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla fan, yeah, I take apparently, it. Yeah, apparently, I guess. No, anything he makes, though, cinema. Yeah. Absolutely. Very true, very true. So that's it for the news we have this week, though. That's the news. I really wish we had, like, transitional-type music. It's me. I'm the music. That was the news. I wish we had transitional-type music, <laughs> but we're going to transition over into talking about Spiral, We'll talk about no spoilers and then spoilers, because we want to talk about spoilers for this movie. Uh, But before we get to that, we just wanted to make sure we plug our socials at you guys. So if you ever want to send us a question or follow us on Twitter, do it. Find us at HST1Pod. That's on Twitter. HST1 with the number one, not an O. And uh, just say hi. And I'll say hi back with uh, whatever your preferred pronoun is. We talked about this last week, so... Either uh, king, queen, or what did we? I don't remember. I forget what the third one was. You you were the one who was going off on it. I forget. Yeah, I was what the trying to one. workshop it. I forgot to workshop. I was it. trying to workshop <laughs> it. I bet. I forgot to workshop it, guys. You can also DM us there if you want to send us questions for the show, or if you want to email us at hst1pod at gmail We will be happy to to read over what you send us and talk about it next week on the show. Yeah. So feel free to do that. We'd love to hear from you. And we want more followers. Yeah. If we get to a thousand followers, giveaway. That's a lot. I know, right? We're at like eight. What would I give away? You know what I would? I'd give away a copy of uh, Promising Young Woman. Yeah. On Blu-ray. True. Absolutely, I'd do it. We're at 10, actually. Oh. Thank you very much. Wow, 10 followers. Headass. (laughs) We only have eight. Well, I was close. We're talking about Spiral now. We're in double digits. We're baby. talking about the uh, the symbol that Jigsaw made. It's the the universal symbol for change, which I don't disagree with because it does. It can keep going. I thought the universal symbol for change was the uh, the triangle. What did they say in the movie? I know that's what they said in the movie, but in math oh. class, you're taught that the triangle is the change symbol. Or like in chemistry, it's a triangle. That means change. So you made me feel stupid because I was like, well, that was that was my thing. Like the transition into it. And, and you were saying no. So, but, but turns out I am not stupid. Well, that's up for debate. Okay. 
So we're going to get into non-spoilers and then spoilers. Uh, we'll kind of give like our generic rundown of the movie first. So do you want to take that or do you want me to? Um, I guess I can start. So obviously this is another movie in the uh, the Jigsaw Just saw. Saw franchise. Uh, what movie is this? The fifth one? Six? Mm, seven or eight. Seven or eight? Okay. I, I mean, technically, off. it's not yeah. numbered. But right, yeah. Neither was Jigsaw, so, which was the previous. Yeah, so we didn't see the last one, Jigsaw. But um, we watched most of the Saw movies. Here's the thing. If we're going to be talking about them, we saw them years ago. Yeah. And personally, uh, I don't, I'm not speaking for you, but for me, they all blend together. Yeah, they do. I was thinking about it because, like, you know, Saw 1. Like, that, it stands out on its own yeah. a lot. And I, I had to Google which one this was, but I really remember liking the one with the, like the haunted, not haunted, but like the mansion type thing. Oh, that yeah. That was Saw 2. Oh, okay. That was the second one. And I know like one of the, uh, the overarching themes for maybe like four, five, and six was like the cop or detective was yeah. like the killer, the which killer. I thought was cool. Right. But like for me, it's, if you like Saw, that's great. I think it's a little too torture porny. Yeah. For, uh, to be enjoyable. I don't think it personally weighs the psychological thriller aspect well enough right. for it i can't speak for jigsaw i didn't see it mm-hmm. you didn't see it no but just had to yeah. borrow that for a second yeah no uh so this movie is i feel like very strange in <laughs> what it is trying to do uh because as kenny just said the other saw movies are you know about torture and torturing people uh, this this had some in it, but I feel like it wasn't as much as the other movies. You wanted more torture? No, I'm just I'm not saying I wanted more. I'm just saying it there wasn't as much in this movie, which was kind of strange. Uh, also, there was like a social commentary aspect of it that I thought was a little weird. But you and I talked about that because, um. Basically, the the premise of this movie is that someone's killing cops uh, because they're bad cops. And obviously, we know in today's day and age, like, that's a little taboo to be... I mean, you know, some people might think it, but it's a little taboo to have, like, a, a movie about it. But this started filming, you know, probably a few years ago before all that really came into the, the social light. So, I can't... Yeah, I think we should just just address that for a second yeah. like we're not saying that this was made in response to all that right. stuff happening exactly. just because the timelines happened to, yeah. to line up mm-hmm. the movie was supposed to come out at this time last year right. i believe which means it would have been filmed a year or two ago yeah you know so it's not there's no uh equaling them right just to clarify yeah excuse me huh i'm hiccuping um so, yeah, I, guys, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't like this movie. I just didn't like it. Plain and simple. Um, it kept me engaged, I guess. Like, I, throughout the movie, was like, okay, what's going to happen next? But it wasn't engaging enough for me to enjoy watching it. Nor would I watch it again. I guess. That's my review. That's it? Really? I don't I don't feel like I have a lot to say about like non-spoiler stuff. Do you want do you want me to because, sum up the movie well, though cuz you didn't really sum up the movie too much? Oh. Well, I just gave my review. Yeah. Cuz I I I asked if you wanted to take it to sum up the movie a little bit. Oh, uh, well, I took it to say my review. 
Oh. So I'll talk about the movie then. <laughs> uh, so the movie is kind of about... We don't know the exact timeline where this fits in with the other Saw movies, and we don't even really know when it's set. We can assume it's modern day just because they're cell phones yeah. and newer cars on the streets, but like we don't get like a definite no. year or anything like that. Not that it matters, but just for timeline's sake. I guess if you want to, it's probably the newest in like the, the Saw lineage, I guess, because this isn't technically in like the main continuity because it's Spiral comma uh, a book of saw or the yeah. book of saw or yeah. something so it's not like saw seven or eight or right. whatever so just to clarify that but yeah we primarily follow chris rock's character who he does great like i'll i'll just spoil this too i didn't like this movie too much at all but i think he does a great job uh, a lot of people just equate him constantly with being like a comedian which he is mm. and I'll admit a few times I heard uh, Marty from Madagascar. Mm-hmm. I couldn't oh, yeah. help it. When he gets animated and starts yelling, yeah. I heard Marty. Definitely. But Definitely. we, we kind of get like the, the, the slow backstory that Chris Rock's dad, played by Sam Jackson, who mm-hmm. is just Sam Jackson yeah. in this movie, through and through. He was kind of like the, uh, not the commissioner. I'm not sure what the position under commissioner is. He was is. like the chief. Chief, yeah. Yeah. So he was kind of like the chief of the department. He retired. Uh, Chris Rock did not step up to be the chief, but he's just kind of like a detective in that uh, precinct. And then cops start dying. Uh, We actually get with our opening scene, which I believe came out before the movie did. They did like the three minutes for the opening scene. It reminded me a lot of uh, It Chapter 2. Something about it, like doing like the carnival setting and you're going into the sewer. (laughs) Into the sewer, yeah. I'll admit like something about, yeah, like it it did like a pretty good initial like uh, setup in that regard. I, I thought it was cool. And then, yeah, we slowly start getting more cop murders throughout the movie, and we're trying to figure out, like, who the killer is, and with the uh, the clues that they're leaving behind, what's going on. But not to spoil anything, we'll talk about that in spoilers, uh, it's beyond predictable. Yes. I mean, like, I don't like to, to shit-talk people or anything like that, like, who work on movies. Appreciate all you do. But this kind of felt like like Baby's first mm-hmm. twist movie. Yeah. And, and I looked up what the... Um, the writers actually worked on before this. They worked on Jigsaw, and they worked on the two Piranha 3D movies, which right. if you guys are familiar, it's like literally uh, bloody boobs on the cover, and then it's like piranhas, Yeah, and they're supposed to be like those shitty 3D glasses mm-hmm. movies. But, I mean, you could kind of tell. Yeah. I, again, we haven't seen Jigsaw, so I can't attest how people yeah. felt about that one. No. I, I don't remember hearing too much negative, just some like, it was eh, yeah. whatever, but... I know at the very least people have said, or sorry, numbers have kind of come out and this is like the lowest grossing Saw movie that could be combined with the fact that people, word of mouth has said that the movie isn't good. Uh, that could also be because we're still in the midst of everything and people right. still aren't comfortable. Yeah. Uh, our theater is actually really good about the the health and the yeah. the spacing. It's funny because we both have the Regal Unlimited movie pass. Mm-hmm. And what we would typically do beforehand, we would buy tickets at the same time right next to each other. Yeah. So, like, nobody else could could buy them. But as soon as, like, we hit continue at the same time to finish the purchase, uh, Becca got, like, oh, like, you need to do a farther away seat. So, it's cool. I I like how they, just a tangent a little bit. Yeah. Also, it's better because, like, I like to sprawl out at the movies. I'm one of those people. Gotta get comfy. So I was like lounging on the uh, the two seats next to me because sure. they're open. I'm like, mm, I could get used to this. But just to uh, get back to the movie, yeah, I mean, it's 
we we just kind of get more killings and Chris Rock trying to figure out what's going on and there it, it's hard to talk about it yeah. with, without spoilers mm-hmm. because there are some plot holes and issues yeah. and there there's stuff that I wanted to ask you specifically which we had talked about but mm-hmm. I, I want to stress like the actors I felt like didn't do a bad job no. like nobody was overly goofy no. I literally think Chris Rock did a, a great a job really in a more job, yeah. serious role the cinematography was fine I yeah. guess nothing too crazy so no. I, I kind of like the uh, like the orange and like brownish hue the, the yeah. movie had something about it felt like I don't know like hot yeah and like uncomfortable yeah. you know what I mean yeah. like it just felt like the whole movie felt like a summer day mm-hmm. do, do you know yeah. like yeah no I think I think where this movie fell short was definitely just in the writing everything else did a decently fine job it was just the writing that was just blatantly obvious and it takes away the enjoyment sometimes it takes away the enjoyment from a movie like this because the whole point of saw is what's going on right who's doing this yeah why are they doing that whatever and it's like all happening so fast like yeah one right after the other and so yeah like when you start having plot holes that you kind of start thinking about you're like wait what what it why why is it like that? So yeah, I definitely think it fell short in the the writing aspect. And not to spoil anything about it, but with the ending of the movie, uh, the movie just stops. Yeah, it doesn't like have we an don't ending. we don't get any resolution no. on uh, what happens to some of the characters. Uh, it's literally just, uh, just two stops. quick cuts, and then we go to credits. Yeah, and like we don't usually do this, but the credits started going, and if you guys watch movies. You know how they kind of do like the the weird or like colorful credits, and then they'll get to like the black and white, yeah, like scrolling credits. So like they did kind of like the the colorful, whatever. And I was like, okay, there's got to be like a, a mid credit scene right. that says what happened. Yeah. But nope. No. Nothing. Movie just yeah. stops. Literally, it's yeah. not that it ends; it stops. Yeah. That, which... It felt very abrupt at the end. I was like, oh, the movie's over. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's about it without... It. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the, the issues that I have with the movie are based on, like, spoilers, sure. I guess, so... We'll transition into that now, but uh, before we do, uh, I'm just gonna say, uh, pretend I do not see. Yeah, I pretend I do not see. For me, personally, this kind of falls in the middle of uh, Mortal Kombat and Godzilla vs. Kong, to where it's not horrible like Mortal Kombat, mm-hmm. but... It's not better than Godzilla vs. Kong. Uh, yeah, and I, I, would I didn't agree care that. for that movie too much. Yeah, so I would agree. It sucks because uh, when the movie first got revealed, I was like, eh, it, it looks all right. Like, it didn't really grab me. Right. But once, I mean, I think a lot of it was just because we hadn't seen, like, newer movies in a while. So yeah. I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm more hopeful for it. Yeah. Maybe it'll be good. It wasn't. It wasn't. And I, I feel like the marketing really kind of betrayed the movie, too. Because a lot of it, I mean, yeah, you got kind of like the saw elements, you got like the pig mask and death, whatever. Yeah. But like something about it made it seem like really grounded. It like wasn't yeah. trying to be like overly over the top with the gore right. or the violence or anything like that, at least based on the trailers. Right. So you kind of started to assume like, okay, like maybe it'll be more of like a, like a detective movie, right. you know, like he's actually trying to solve and he is, but I mean, like I said, with like the weak script, it's. It's so predictable what's what's yeah. going on, really. Yeah. To like where you can it's just not see it all happening. Like really? it just crumbles oh. immediately. Right. So, that's going to be our review for Spiral. Uh, if you're tuning out now, just know we're going to be covering Army of the Dead, 
this time next week, mm-hmm. hopefully a little earlier. Yes. This will probably come out late on Sunday nights. But, but my job the... will no longer interfere. hey Fuck corporate America. I mean, we were going to record yesterday, but we got our first dose of the vaccine. And yeah. I got really tired. You had to go to bed early because you had an overnight, yeah. but couldn't do it. Yeah, but we survived. Guys, we go get your vaccines. We're alive, healthy, and we had COVID uh, at the beginning of the year, and yeah. we didn't get sick. So look at that. Thank you god yeehaw so we're going to switch into spoilers now give you guys a few seconds to to jump on out yeah and we are in spoilers Ah! so if you guys don't care about the movie or if you've seen the movie um there's a character called william who is chris rock's new uh partner at the the precinct and as soon as so what happens is like the commissioner uh, or the chief Mm -hmm. rather was like Hey, Chris Rock, this is your new partner. You're going to have to show him the ropes. And Chris Rock's like, I don't want to do that. That'll be stupid. Mm-hmm. And then the new partner come in, comes in, and immediately I was like, that's the killer. Yep. And it was. And I was right immediately. Yep. It's just something about like the way that you introduce, oh, look, a brand new character yeah. who isn't just like walking around the precinct or doing whatever. It's like, it's so obvious. Mm-hmm. And like, they try to do like these red herring things with... Yeah. Maybe it was Sam Jackson because mm-hmm. he's been gone for right. We don't a few know where he is. We keep calling him. We don't know where he is. Maybe he's the killer. Even though it's probably because we couldn't afford him to. Yeah, keep him for... <laughs> <laughs> there was another red herring too. I I think wasn't there? Oh yeah. Um, oh, Chris the Rock's... guy. Yeah. Yeah, Chris Rock's uh, not ex partner, but like... yeah, ex partner. Was it partner? Yeah, okay. ex partner that he turned in for being a dirty cop, which is like the whole thing why. William and I forget Chris Rock's character's name. Uh, Zeke. Zeke. That's why they get put together in the first place because Zeke, uh, I don't want to say ratted out, but that's how the police look at it because they are corrupt. Um, in this movie. Sure. <laughs> Continue. And um, <laughs> so... Basically, Zeke's partner shoots a guy that was going to be a witness against him. And Zeke was like, uh, yeah, that's not cool. Turns him in. Uh, the partner does like five years in prison for it. And so all of the cops in the precinct don't like Zeke now because they think he's a rat and a snitch and all this stuff. And so that's why he gets partnered up with William because he's the new guy. And they're like, well, you have to have a partner. Here's your new partner. And so that's how they come together to begin with. And yeah, so then the other red herring is that maybe it's the the old partner trying to get revenge against Chris Rock's character. Which is so obvious that it that wouldn't it's be. not. Yeah. Because yeah. like he meets him in like an AA meeting and he's just like, yeah, I'm just trying to live my life. You know, I, <laughs> I went to prison and everything. Kind of hate you. And... The only reason that they even think of him as a potential suspect is because the murders start getting, like, really personal towards Zeke himself. And so somebody, I forget who it was, but at one point was like, do you have any enemies that, like, aren't in the in law enforcement? And then Chris Rock's like, oh, my God, Pete. I think William said that. Oh, yeah, probably. 
Which is even better. Which, again, we want to address, like, the acting was good. Like, there yeah, was nothing no. wrong with the acting. No, the it's acting just, was fine. The, the, it was the writing. The script was, I don't know, like a straight-to-VOD movie type yeah, thing. Yeah, like, like, you could see the whole thing coming. And they did the the looking back on it at the end. Like, oh, remember when he did this? He was actually doing that. And you're, like, sitting there like, yeah, I know. Like, like I know that was what was happening. You don't have to explain it. <laughs> There was a spot after, or a part, I think after the first killing where, you know, they're in the the room together. They got the, the red twine on the, the pin board trying yeah. to figure everything out. And uh, William's like, hey, Chris Rock, can I borrow your phone? And he's like, yeah, no problem. Here you go. And then he takes his phone and leaves the room. And I was like, well, obviously he's using it yeah. for something. And yeah. then what ends up happening is, and this is kind of another plot hole, which it was make any sense. throughout the entire movie. Uh, Chris Rock is having a hard time reaching his dad whenever mm-hmm. he'll call him. It'll go straight to voicemail, and that happens with his chief when he tries to warn her. Yeah. That the, Nobody the killers... answers their phone in this movie. In general, yeah. <laughs> um, when he calls the chief and tries to warn her mm-hmm. that the, the killer is at the precinct, which happens later. And then we find out why Chris Rock couldn't get through to anybody was because when William took his phone... He he blocked Sam Jackson's number, his dad's number, but he could still leave a voicemail. So it's like if if you block him, I don't think you'd have the option to leave a voicemail because yeah, if I... you block him, like if he blocked you, right, then it would... then that's different. Yeah. But Chris Rock kept trying to call his dad, and and his... it would go through, but to his voicemail, like it wouldn't ring. So it doesn't make any sense. And then when it comes to the the chief, we never saw William block her number. No. So she I assumedly th- just had her phone off, but why would the chief of police th- have her cell phone off? I think they were trying to play that up with um she was in the basement so there's no signal. I think that's he, what they were going for the assumption. He that called that was her when it. she was going to the basement though. Right? But yeah. like she wasn't actually in there yet. It was like she was walking through the precinct and, like, starting to go down the stairs. I yeah. think when he called her, she would have gotten... Ah, uh, it doesn't matter. I'm just saying. I know. I... Like, it. these are the things that make you not like the movie. Yeah. Because, like, it's like, well, that makes no sense. Why would that happen? And then uh, another plot hole that we noticed, or not a plot hole, but just something that we were kind of questioning is uh, one of the traps... Uh, it's almost like these, this guy's hands are set in, like, a, a Chinese finger trap type thing. Mm-hmm. Like, all ten fingers. And it's getting, he can have the option of having it get pulled by a conveyor belt, uh, getting them ripped off, whatever, because uh, whatever he did, who cares. Mm-hmm. But if he doesn't do it quick enough, the water level in the pool that he's in is going to rise and hit some copper wire. Mm-hmm. But we realized, or at least we thought, so the, the way he would have to bend, he was like laying in the pool. And like when he was... Uh, being pulled by his fingers. Yeah, when he was, he was being, being pulled like upright into like a sitting position. Yeah, when he was being pulled, he was being pulled upright to where he was almost standing, I think. I think yeah. he was standing. So then what I thought was like, okay, well clearly his legs can't be locked in because how else would he be able to totally pivot like that? Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. But then if you just pull a little, couldn't you get up off the, the conveyor right. belt? It makes sense if you've seen the movie and yeah. kind of know like the framing we're talking about. Yeah. But like, he he's almost like standing up and his fingers are down on it at that point it's yeah. like can't you kind of like step up yeah and get yourself out of there somehow? out of the water at least i just i thought that was kind of weird i guess maybe he couldn't because he was just a dumb cop <gasps> oh maybe maybe that's why kind of reminds me there was like a really overt like 
cops are bad thing when uh, we find out why one of the cops is bad because he he shot somebody oh yeah who insulted him stupid. and we see the clip and the the cop like you know on his uh his dash cam yeah he goes over to the car license and registration or put your hands up yeah, whatever hands up. so the guy sticks his hands out the window and flips him off yeah and the cop just unloads on him yeah that was fucking goofy and he was white too he was white which so is that, that would makes never no happen sense. yeah it was really goofy yeah honestly and then the third thing that i thought was a plot hole but you kind of addressed it later in the movie there uh the precinct gets sent like this like uh like puppet type thing but it's made of like human skin mm-hmm. and we get the assumption earlier that uh william died he got skinned alive yeah but it wasn't him they couldn't reach him and then they they kept getting these gifts throughout the movie sent to the precinct and that was in the this clues. gift box was this piece of william's skin that had his son's name charlie tattooed on it and like we saw it earlier in the in the movie uh, and so, yeah, then they're just like, oh, no, he got skinned alive. And that was our next victim. Except they never showed the torture sequence. Yeah, because and, with every Saw movie, you yeah, know that they show they show the, the torture traps thing. or like, whatever. That's the whole point. And with him, they specifically did like quick cuts or whatever. Yeah, they did. Like, OK, I'll have to address this. The editing. They did like that classic goofy Saw. Like, yeah flashing mid 2000s like jump cutting type thing you you have to know what i'm talking about but yeah we see that with william so we don't actually see him die so it's like well obviously he's not dead well exactly we didn't see him die exactly and they didn't even they didn't really even explain that entire scene at all they're just like oh man william's dead here's his fleshy body and they didn't bother trying to identify the body they well you're just... getting you're getting a little ahead of yourself oh, okay. we were talking about the puppet remember okay sorry grab me from sorry there. go ahead no you were you grabbed it you were gonna what about the puppet well the the the, the skin thing i thought you were gonna talk about that okay i got it i'm confused okay well i was talking go. about it go 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 okay just go so they get the package and it's uh the tattoo and then I was like, well, because we find out later that it wasn't actually from William, because William's fine, but one of the people he killed, he tattooed him, and then did that as his thing, so it looked like William's, but it wasn't actually. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, wouldn't the skin be, like, red and irritated if he just did the tattoo? Because that's what he said. He said, right, like, yeah. I just did it and sent it to you guys. Yeah. But then you had said... Oh, yeah, that thing. Uh, Yeah, I said that it's... It's not really how it works, like, because he said that he killed the guy first and then tattooed the piece of skin. So if there's no blood flowing to the area, it's not going to get irritated and red, obviously. Um, so that's why, like, tattoo apprentices practice on, like, pig skin, stuff like that. So, yeah, it would look like a normal tattoo. Like, it would look like just, like, a normal, like, healed over tattoo if it was done post-mortem. And see, that's what, because when I saw that, I thought that that might be a plot thing like right, it's kind of yeah. like that doesn't make sense that's but... the one thing in this movie that actually holds up <laughs> which is again that's funny because in the the opening scene uh the first cop that dies he gets splattered by a train mm-hmm. and what they do is they're able to use the dental records and identify it's him right and they they assumedly do this in the day 
Like they do it yeah, quick. This isn't course, something like, they wait real on. Fast. Not like real life. Yeah, even though I've heard it takes weeks oh, typically yeah, for forever. for dental records. So what they do is they do that for him. They can yep. identify the cop within a day. Yep. But then when William dies, in quotes, uh, he's skinned alive. Uh-huh. But they don't take his dental records to test if it's really him. Right. But they did it for the guy who was paced. Yeah. But they didn't do it for the guy who was totally whole. And see, here's the thing. Maybe the guy that was skinned alive didn't have any teeth. Maybe William removed all the teeth so they couldn't, so that they couldn't use dental records to prove that it wasn't William. However, we were never shown that in the movie. We were never even shown the body in the movie. Like, it was just, like, off screen, and the rest of the room was, like, spattered in blood. And we were just told, yeah, that's William. Take our word for it. When every other time in in the movies, that's not how it happened. They did all the work to try to yeah. figure out who it was. So, like, that just didn't make sense. Or even, say, the body there didn't have any teeth in it. You could still take the piece of skin and run DNA on that. They didn't do that either. They were like, hey, that's it. That that's the tattoo of that really common name that, you know, and there's nothing special about the tattoo was literally just black ink that said Charlie. Anybody could have that. Anybody could have Charlie tattooed on their arm. Like, so just the fact that, like, they didn't do anything. I was like, what? So every for every other person, you're like going through their history and everything. But you take a, a piece of skin with a tattoo on it. You're like, yeah, that's good enough doesn't make sense <laughs> and then for the uh the finale of the the weird plot things yeah. is the end of the movie yeah so chris rock gets taken uh sam jackson gets taken and i mean yeah the chris rock's old partner also gets taken yeah kind of irrelevant uh they had like a shitty reference or not even a reference but like a just rip off from saw one yeah because chris rock wakes up uh, handcuffed to a, yeah. a pipe with the bone saw, mm-hmm. which I thought was stupid because I'm like, you're I know. not even. I was like, what? it's just like, hey, you recognize that, yeah. right? It, it felt like a fucking Star Wars yeah, movie exactly. for a second. Uh, irrelevant stuff happened, and then uh, if you've seen the trailers, you've seen Sam Jackson hanging there by like yeah. the weird contraption. Turns out it was draining his blood, and the ending of the movie was uh, Williams like, hey, here's a gun. It's got one bullet. Do you want to shoot the target that drops your dad or do you want to shoot me? And then you can't save your dad. Right. So then Chris Rock ends up shooting the target. Mm-hmm. His dad drops. He, he unhooked like the, the, the bleed machine mm-hmm. type thing. But then he went after William cause he was going to like an elevator mm-hmm. and he beat him up. And while he was beating him up, uh, Sam Jackson, or I think William triggered a second. No, it was through the door. Because there was oh, like yeah. there was like a wire that was hooked up across the door, and when the SWAT team like cut through the door, it started this contraption that like brought Sam Jackson Jackson Sam Jackson uh Sam Jackson up as like a puppet, and it was like pulling him up by strings. Right, and then I don't know how Chris Rock and I'll give Sam Jackson a pass because he lost a lot of blood. Maybe he forgot whatever, mm-hmm. but Chris Rock didn't notice that there was like a gun. On the side of the weird metal yeah. skeleton, and then like once it got triggered and the cops broke in, like the arms sprang up, so like yeah. it looked like Sam Jackson was holding the gun at the cops. Right. The cops killed him, uh, Sam Jackson. Yeah. And they uh, arrested Chris Rock or grabbed him well, at least. It, Again, the movie doesn't even say he he was on his hands and knees with his hands behind his head. That's the last time we saw. Him. Yeah. 
And uh, we talked about this before, like the the SWAT team that comes in, like they didn't even recognize Sam this Jackson or Chris Rock. No fucking sense to me. They weren't whatsoever. like, "Oh, are you okay? It's you." Like they just guys. I don't know if you know how police departments work. I unfortunately do, um, <laughs> because I interned as at a few of them. One specifically with the SWAT team. Okay, the SWAT team is not this team of underground people that they just keep in the basement and bring out when they need something. Okay, it's the regular cops that are on the SWAT team. So for them to not recognize Sam Jackson and Chris Rock's character is absolutely ridiculous. They would work together. They would literally work together and then they walk into this room and they don't recognize him. It makes no sense to me. And that's literally the ending of the movie. They grab Chris mm-hmm. Rock and William goes down an elevator and Chris Rock's like, no. And that's credits. And, that's it. Yeah, There's no resolution it. on if Chris Rock got arrested yeah. or if William got ca- We don't know. We right. literally don't yeah. know. The movie just stops. It's very strange. Bad movie. Bad ultimately. writing. Yeah. It's just, it bumps me out. Cause like I said, I was hopeful that it was going to be something, but yeah. it, it, it was, wasn't. It could have been if it had a better script. Like, legitimately, yeah. this could have been a great movie yeah. if the script was there. Like, your your set design was good. The traps were fine, I guess. I, I don't really care all that much about yeah. the traps. Acting was great. Yeah. Camera work, like I said. Good. Yeah, it was oh. just the script. Like, the writing was just... there. It was like Swiss cheese. <laughs> so many exactly. holes. Exactly. <laughs> so many holes. <laughs> I guess that's about it for our review of Spiral. Yeah. So, bad movie. If you want to watch it, wait until it comes out on streaming. Or if you have uh, Don't go pay it. Regal Unlimited. Yeah. If you have it, I mean, we pay like 50 cents yeah, for, for a movie. Yeah, with the the pass. So, yeah. if you have that, go go for it. If you want to use it, yeah. do it up. I wouldn't pay $10 to see this. I though. would not. Maybe like, uh, like $5 Tuesdays, if yeah. that's still a thing. Right. Do that if you want. Yeah. That's fine. But uh, guys, we will see you next week for Army of the Dead. Army of the Dead. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully earlier on Sunday the the show will go up. We'll yeah. see. It depends. But uh, until then, you guys have a great week, and we will talk to you next week with Army of the Dead. Yeah. Bye. Bye.